now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined today, like always, by my faithful co-hosts. We got Nate Christian, Phil Porkman Simmons, and Shevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? The real question is, how are you guys? You guys are going to the Super Bowl. I am fire. Super pumped. Sounds like it. Nice. Nate, you might be muted. Nate is muted. I am muted. But, I mean, come on. That's like the most... Least enthusiastic thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. It's so cool, man. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Here's the deal. It's it's already begun. First of all, all I'm hearing is the Eagles have had the easiest path to the Super Bowl ever. They played two pretty boring games where their backups were in in the fourth quarter because the Giants suck and Brock Purdy got hurt early. So there's already that. But, you know, hey, that's the point of getting the number one seed. So you have the easiest path to the Super Bowl. Last I checked. And then we already have the narratives. Andy Reid versus Philadelphia. Kelsey versus Kelsey, a house divided. Did you know that Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni when he came to Kansas City? So it's like I get two weeks of the exact BS that I didn't want to hear. But right. we're here. We out here, as they we say. Here. And I'm very confident in the, the Eagles' ability to do it. Um, we'll see what happens. So... For all of those of you asking, is Mike going to change his tune on Jalen Hurts? I can't do it until the Super Bowl is over because that's bad juju. We don't believe in bad juju in this house. We make sure to prevent it. As a matter of fact, find out why or what Mike said about him loving Jalen Hurts because there was at nothing. some point was an MVP or Super Bowl champion. I don't remember what it was, but it he said he would change his tone if that happens. I know that it's true. Yep. Got my Wilbert Montgomery jersey right here that I'll be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday. I have all the clothing that I was wearing underneath it as well. Make sure all the good luck. I think it was. I think it was Super Bowl though. I think Super Bowl or bust. It's a good thing that I lie a lot. So let's get into one thing that we do not lie about, and that is a running back prospect we are super excited about. Alabama Crimson Tide running back Jameer Gibbs. One thing I could say is this takes every single inch of it. Nate, I really appreciate that very much. So let's get right into it. Bijan Robinson consensus one hundred and one. Is Jameer Gibbs the consensus 102? I guess it depends on the format. Some people lean quarterback in a super flex. Some people lean Jameer Gibbs. Either way, some people might lean Jameer Gibbs. So let's look at it. Listed at 5'11", 200 pounds per rolltide.com. That sounds like the most horrible website of all time. He'll be 21 at the time of the NFL draft. He was a four-star recruit out of high school. Received offers from Florida State, LSU, Ohio State, Florida and Alabama before accepting and enrolling with Georgia Tech, where he was misused. Gibbs then transferred to Alabama after two seasons to finish up his collegiate career and declare for the NFL draft after his junior season. So let's look at his production right away. I'll tell you what, Nate, can you do me a favor? Can you read the production? I need to get some water because getting over a cold, so I probably won't be doing as much talking as normally. Nate, no problem. Please no stop. problem. Yeah, so uh Gibbs played in 31 games over the course of his collegiate career. (laughs) Man, I'm not used to doing this part. He amassed a mass. Man, who wrote this? He amassed 2,132 rushing yards on 383 attempts for an average of 5.6 yards per carry to go along with 15 touchdowns on the ground. While through the air, he put up 1,212 receiving yards on 103 receptions 
for an average of 11.8 yards per reception and eight touchdowns. Woo! That was beautiful. Nice. That was beautiful. And now for the injury history, Pork, what do you have for the injury history? Yeah, so for here in 2022, he exited the game early after twisted his ankle. Um, just missed the second half, and he missed the following game. Um, that's all I can get from there. Um, 2021, he was pretty healthy. Um, he missed zero games with injury, and in 2020, he played in seven of ten games. Uh, he missed the final three games of the season uh, with the, a leg injury. So other than that, you know, he seemed pretty healthy um, from, from then on. Perfect. All right, let's move into – let's talk about his strengths. Nate, what do you have as one of his predominant strengths? Yeah, something I love about Jameer Gibbs is his ability to create yards and gain yards in space. And, you know, this what we see right now with players of a similar skill set with that receiving ability, guys like Austin Exler, Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara, these guys, they get into space and they make people miss. And they get down the field, they create chunk plays, they're great in traffic, and they're just dangerous. And that's what Jameer Gibbs brings to the table. Uh, he does it as a runner, he does it as a receiver. And he's always out there creating chunk plays. He's a guy that can break off, you know, that first down that you need. You know, it's third and eight. Jameer Gibbs can get it. You know, you give him a screen and he might get those eight yards. You know, this is a guy that I think an offense can build around. They can put Jameer Gibbs right into their system. He can run. He can catch the ball. Uh, Just creating yards, man. That's something that we know the NFL loves. And Jameer Gibbs does a great job of it. You know what would be a really good C2C podcast name? Third and Nate. Third and eight. And it's just the capital letter N with the number eight behind it. Yeah. Thank you. Why Start is it up. that I can think of things like that for anybody else on the planet? But when I have to think of anything for myself, it's just like my brain stops working. Not wow. That. that was really good, Mike. I'm going to have to save that. Sean, <sighs> put that down like in our idea notebook or something. I'm going to go ahead and trademark that real quick under LLC. Thank you, state of Pennsylvania. All right, let's move on a little bit here. And I'm on the wrong sheet. Of course, like always, Chev, what is one of the strengths that you have written down? Yeah, and when he gets in open space, he uses speed and acceleration so good, man. The guy is so fast, whether it's in his route running or just in open space. I mean, he. I do have some fears of him running in the middle. I, I just don't really feel too excited at the moment about it, but that's not the reason I really want this guy, honestly. I want him for his speed and acceleration where he can outrun people and in his route running. I mean, he makes people just miss him, man. He is so good at his route running, in my opinion, that that makes him a huge difference between some of these other running backs where their route running is just them running little banana routes out of the backfield. And it's, it's just nothing special to me. It's not something I'm going to get super excited about, but this guy can run routes down the field and he can run routes, uh, the Texas route, something like Christian McCaffrey would run. So Mm -hmm. I love that he has no real miss movements also as well. So I think his speed and acceleration is something that I have ranked really high, honestly, at this point. All right, I love it. And Pork, what about you? What's one of the strengths that you have for Jameer Gibbs? I mean, it kind of coincides with Chev's and Nate's, to be honest. It's the pass catching ability. Um, it's the pass catching ability with, with everything in the um, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball, making people miss an open space, and just looking pretty good um, out there with doing it. And like I said, I feel as though he's pretty much an Alvin Kamara clone to me from, you know, from his contact balance and, and all types of stuff from there. So I think that pretty much uh, is going to project to the league. And when we're talking in fantasy, we're talking about PPR points and 
we see Austin Eckler is a constant RB1. Uh, Alvin Kamara was an RB1 for years and years. I think this is the same exact type of production we're going to get for whatever team that utilizes him the right way. You know, he can go to a team and they just use him stupidly. Um, but if he goes to a team and they know his strengths, if they use him in that in that manner, I think this is the, the, the clear-cut RB2 out of this class. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Nate and I did an episode for the Patreon. We compared him to Brees Hall who we'd like better as a prospect. And the answer to that was patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind. If you'd like to find out more for me, I love his lateral agility. This guy's in the open field. He can make, I hate to use this phrase because I just think it's so stupid, but he can make guys miss in a phone booth. By the way, you know what? Put me in a phone booth with the running back. I guarantee I could reach out and touch him. Guaranteed. It could happen. Maybe. Right. Like put me in a phone hey. booth with Derek Henry. I'd be like, that should well, be a, can't go anywhere. You might not make that, it out of that phone booth, man. Just run you over. That's fine. That should be a Super Bowl experience kind of thing where they have it right before the Super Bowl and people can try to touch Derrick Henry and tackle him. You know, like I mean, those boxes with like the cash that's flying around. It's like that, but you're just trying to touch right. touch a running back, I guess. That'd yeah, be great because then that, that'd be the only way Derrick Henry gets to play postseason football, to be honest with you. Got a point? Wow. Or maybe we could do something like uh, block Nick Bosa. Doesn't look that hard. But anyway, I love Jameer Gibbs' lateral agility. Ask Lane Johnson. He did a great job at it. So did Jordan Marlotta. Um, Great lateral agility in the open field. Just the, the footwork, the moves, the feet don't stop. And you know what? He, he's just so focused on making guys miss. And he, it's almost effortless, but it's deliberately effortless if that makes any sense i know that sounds kind of weird it's just his moves are they're elite in the open field mm-hmm. and lateral agility we can't talk sorry lateral agility the cuts the jump cuts just being elusive i absolutely love it and he's he's a weapon with the ball in his hands he's a home run hitter he has elite speed i love jameer gibbs honestly i hope as much as i love miles sanders if you told me today the Eagles win the Super Bowl and they won't resign Miles Sanders, but they'll draft Jameer Gibbs. Jeez. Yes, please. Would love that. That would be fantastic. So let's go on to some weaknesses. You know, we're at the part of the scouting process here where these are kind of the top tier prospects that we're looking at. Weaknesses are a little bit hard to come by, but everybody has a flaw in their game. So, Nate, let's start with you. What do you got? Yeah. So something, I guess this is more of a question I have about Jameer Gibbs. You know, we heard Porkman talk about the Alvin Kamara comp. That comp is flying around everywhere. And I understand it because, you know, I do think he's a plus runner. And then with that receiving ability and his open field ability, there are shades of Alvin Kamara in his game. But what differentiates him from Alvin Kamara is he kind of lacks some of that power that Kamara has. He has good power, but Kamara is just has elite power to go with everything else he's got. And Jameer Gibbs is probably going to come in at 5'10", like Alvin Kamara. But Alvin Kamara is 215 pounds. Jameer Gibbs is probably going to come in around 200. I mean, maybe 205. But I don't think he's going to get up to that 215. If he does, hey, that's going to be awesome. I mean, that, that could be really, really fun. But I don't think we're going to get that. So he's going to maybe lack a little bit of that power. Is he going to get to that size? I, I can't wait for the combine because – I know he's going to get over 200. You know, he, no one's going to show up to the combine under 200. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to know he's got to run that fast 40 time. So how does he balance those two things? How much weight does he gain? And how fast does he run that 40? He needs to have a few whoppers before the draft. <laughs> yeah. There was a great little thread on Instagram. It was like the most tragic moments in NFL history, like plays that just were devastating to the other team. And then as soon as it was done, it would just cut to the whopper commercial. And <laughs> that up. 
fantastic. So, Chev, you and I actually have the same weakness. You know, I, I looked for a different one, but you guys pretty mm-hmm. much hit the nail in the head. Chev, yeah. what do we have as a weakness for Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, and I won't really go too deep into it. I'll let you talk on that. My real worry is in the pass protection, he almost just looked lost where he was supposed to be at. And that just worries me just because he doesn't know exactly where to be or where to recognize these blitzers, where they're coming from. Uh, to me, that's just a worry because, you know, I want my player to know exactly where to be. If he knows where to be and he knows where the blitzes are coming, like that helps his game in the passing or running. Like he knows where to see where the holes are quicker. He can tell where these linebackers are coming from and pick those up quickly so that he can stay on the field and not get his quarterback killed. That's really my main concern with the pass protection. It's just sometimes he just seems like he was just in the wrong spot at the yeah. at the wrong time. Just wasn't where he was supposed to be at. And, you know, that can get you off the field pretty quickly if you're letting Jalen Hurts get smacked around if he were to go to the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, he's mobile enough where it's not a, a huge deal. Yeah. Honestly, you know, and a lot of the quarterbacks now are. We, yeah. They don't really draft statues very often. The one thing I will say about Jameer Gibbs, he's a willing blocker. He's just not that good at it yet. Yeah, and it's been proven time and time again. College programs don't really hammer this stuff into their their players that much because they want to win. Now I know Alabama is a little different. You look at some of the guys that come out of there; they're pretty much pro ready. Trent Richardson aside, but that being said, he's a willing blocker, and I think with a good enough coach, this can be corrected. But the concerns that we have here so far that I'm seeing the flaws in his game, and we haven't gotten to Porks yet. But the two flaws are: will he come in over 200 plus pounds? You know, once he gets into an NFL program, he's going to be in the weight room. He's going to have an NFL nutritionist working with him. So I think that could be corrected. And pass protection, which is something that's coachable. So right now, when we're looking at these yep. being concerns, I'm not too concerned about that at all. Now, Porks, the one that you have, that's a little bit more mental. Okay, that's not just set your hips like this, get a good base to block a, a blitzing linebacker. But Pork, mm-hmm. what do you have as a weakness? Yeah, yeah, and just looking at his film, it was a little bit of nitpicking a little bit, just, you know, trying to find a little bit mm-hmm. of something. But um, when he's running in between a tackle sometimes, instead of just hitting the hole, sometimes he bounces around to try to find a little bit of the home run hitter. Um, that's just a little small thing that, you know, that's coachable, just like the pass protection in that case. Um, so, you know, I think with him being, you know, 5'10", 200 pounds and kind of small, I think he tries to, you know, try to make that big play, like like I said before, and, you know, sometimes you just got to take what take what the uh, offensive line gives. You get those, you know, four or five yards instead of trying to get the mm-hmm. 20 and the 25s all the times. And then sometimes you just get knocked down for a negative two. Then you got a, a long second down and then, uh, you know, a manageable second. Mm-hmm. So in, in that case, I think he just needs to, you know, you know, whatever team he goes to, he gets coached up, uh, running between the tackles, take what he can get. Because we know he got that he got the sauce to, to get to the end zone at any yep. point in time with his uh, with his profile. So uh, you know, like I said, just nitpicking, just small stuff. But mm-hmm. this guy, this guy's a dog. I think he's going to be one of the one of the best in the league for years to come. All right, so let's move on to our next segment. We're going to look at some analytics. Nate's going to provide us with that. Nate, I know you're a big analytic guy. Are you? Or is you I really you- enjoy analytics. I mean, I'm not the guy out there running R and, and figuring them all out, but I love <laughs> the tools. Uh, you know, I get a lot of my analytics from campusdecanton.com. I think they have some great tools for college players. Mm-hmm. So Could that's we where say I'm- that they're toolsy? They are toolsy over there. I, I love when you use that term to describe a player. It's... 
I feel like it shouldn't be so exciting for you. I feel like it's it's not an uncommon he's, thing. He's a mechanic though. He like he loves tools. All he's right. he's um, around it all day. Maybe it's a baseball thing. You know, five tool player. There you yeah. go. There's not a lot of excitement in my life. Just let me have this. But uh, Nick, go ahead. What are some of the analytics that you have? Yeah. So uh, diving in some fun analytics over campus, Canton. Um, I got some good ones here for you guys. So yards per carry over team average. This past year at Alabama, Jameer Gibbs was half a yard over the team average. So, hey, that's just a stat telling you, look, all these guys on the team have a good yards per carry because it's Alabama. Mm -hmm. But out of that average, Jameer Gibbs is still above average. He's leading that backfield there. So looking good back there. Uh, He had a yard and a half per team play. That's really good. Anytime you have a player over a yard per team play, it's pretty impressive. I mean, think about it. You give the ball to him. Uh, every other team play and you're going to get three yards on your expected. I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, 3.16 yards created per touch. Love to see that. Like we talked about earlier, he can create a lot of yards for himself, make people miss, create yards after contact. He had a 9% break, break away rush rate. Okay. And that means anything that's 15 yards or more. 9%, which is comparable to Bijan, Zeke, Fournette, Kenneth Walker. You know, some of these big name, Running backs coming out, big name prospects that we know for breaking off big runs. Uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs is there. Nick, uh, question just yes. to clarify for everybody listening, you're talking this is comparable to when these guys were prospects as well, right? Yes, coming out of college. Okay, just so that nobody thinks because obviously Fournette and Zeke are not breaking any not any big <laughs> runs anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> that's not too that's often. They're past. <laughs> uh, but here's the one I like the most. I'm saving the best one for last. You know, we talked about. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, he's a good running back, but where he's an elite running back is his receiving ability. Mm -hmm. And I think this stat really sums it up and really sums up his season in Alabama as he essentially was their best wide receiver there the entire season. And Jameer Gibbs this past season, 1.15 reception yards per team pass attempt. Boom. All right. And out of all the running backs since 2005 to come out and have, you know, college, great college seasons, this is – fourth out of anyone who had a hundred yard hundred carries or more in a season. Okay. So we're, you know, taking out those guys who are just receiving backs, mm-hmm. but guys who can handle a workload too, a hundred carries in a season while also putting up the production and the receiving work. So the only three names ahead of him, Rashad white, who had an incredible 1.6 reception mm-hmm. yards per team in past 10. But remember he only played uh, FBS football for, I believe two years. Uh, Deuce Vaughn who we will be talking about uh, later in this podcast series. And we know he's an incredible receiving back as well. And then the guy in third right ahead of Gibbs, CMC. And then uh, there's only two other names that are above one reception yard per team pass attempt. And those are Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard, you know, guys that have been very successful NFL players. So while this is certainly a Jameer Gibbs step, maybe this is also a Deuce Vaughn step, you know, We'll have to figure that out because, hey, that guy is a good receiver as well. But what this is really showing, Jameer Gibbs, a plus, plus, plus receiver out of the backfield. Yes. And also can carry the workload, you know. And in fantasy football, opportunity, volume is huge. I think Jameer Gibbs presents a skill set where an NFL team is going to use him that way. And he's going to get a lot of volume in the receiving work. He has a very high ceiling in fantasy football. Yeah. 
I agree. All right. Love it. Thank you for the analytics, Nate. I appreciate that, like always. So our last segment, Realistic NFL and Fantasy Outlook. He is projected to be a late first-round pick as per NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. I love doing um, drafts over there. It's just fun. I do them for the Eagles, yeah. and then I draft a quarterback in the first round every time, and then I share it with my friends, and they get really mad, so it's fun. <laughs> um, so I'll start off my Realistic NFL and Fantasy Outlook. I think he's a running back one all the way around in the NFL, in your fantasy leagues. I think it might take a year to get there, depending on where he goes. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have a Kenneth Walker situation where there's guys in front of him and it takes a little bit for him to come out and show out. He could get drafted to a bad spot. We've seen it happen before. You never know. But I do think that no matter where he goes, the team's going to be invested. It might take just a little bit of time. We've seen rookie running backs have slow starts. Saquon Barkley had a very slow start. Reese Hall had a slow start. It happens. It happens with rookies. I'm not going to worry about it in case he has a slow start and anybody panic sells. You know what to do. Also, I just want to point out that a slow start these days is like your first four career games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know Which how is people, just ridiculous. But you know how people overreact way too fast. Like if he comes out and goes 15 carries for 28 yards, people are going to be like, bum, selling them, give me something else. And I'll be like, Get him on my team. They also have seven catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, that's worth it for me. That's fine, too. Nate, what about you? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I love Jameer Gibbs. I agree. He's a running back one in, you know, Dynasty. He's a top 12 guy. Um, I think we're looking at someone fantasy wise who is possibly better than like Travis Etienne. You know, I think yeah. we, we like Travis Etienne a lot, but Travis Etienne is not the natural receiver. Mm -hmm. that Jameer Gibbs is. And I know we like Travis Etienne a lot because we're excited about his receiving upside, but his receiving upside honestly isn't as high as Jameer Gibbs's receiving upside. Mm -hmm. And we, we know that to be a top running back, you got to catch the ball usually unless you're Derrick Henry. Jameer Gibbs can do that. And because he can do it so well, it doesn't take as many carries to be a top running back. So if he doesn't get the full you know, 300 carries, that's okay. He still can produce top numbers. And I think this is a guy that you got to get on your team. Yeah, and I do want to just make a point. You know, we're talking about Travis Etienne. Did have 35 catches for 316 yards, no receiving touchdowns. So he can do it. He averages almost 10 yards of reception. But I think that goes back to his time at Clemson. Remember, he went back. He said he didn't feel comfortable catching the ball. Guys, sometimes it's better to just lie. Just say, yeah, I got no problem doing it. Whether it's, you know, you're talking to an interviewer or you're lying to get a job, sometimes it's better to just fake it until you make it. Yeah. Like, I agree. Or, whatever. It doesn't matter. Pork, what are your thoughts <laughs> about <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love no I'm out of it. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. Pork, what are your <laughs> thoughts here? Your realistic NFL and fantasy outlook. I'm tired. Yeah, I pretty much uh carry the same sentiments as you guys. Jameer Gibbs is gonna be an RB1 at Dynasty. Um, he has that that pass catching upside that can pretty much fit in any on any team if used correctly. Um, but like like Mike said, please don't don't panic. If he starts out slow. And you see somebody wanting to sell because they said, well, he's too small. Just buy him at the discount because, you know, that's probably what's going to happen and try to pounce on it. Um, and then with free agency as well, um, it's a lot of free agent running backs that's coming out this year that's going to be signing to different teams. If he goes to a team with a good running back, I'm still buying him because he's probably better than the guy that they just signed because they're older as well. What so, if the 49ers draft him? I'm Stop. fine with that too. Stop. What if the Ravens draft him? <laughs> fine with that. 
I say the 49ers are looking at our analytics if they do that. I don't <laughs> want the 49ers to draft him because they are a death sentence to run. They got CMC until 2025. Don't worry. Yeah, they're, well, they're a death sentence to yeah, quarterbacks. Hurt, I guess. So I'm sorry, Port, continue. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I don't care what team he goes on. Like even like I said, even if there's a good free agent running back that goes to the that Texans. team, I still want it. I'm fine. He's nice. Yeah, of course. He's good. And they because they're gonna have a, a quarterback anyway. They're going to have a, a good quarterback, whether it's Young or Shroud or Levis or whoever. They're going to get it. They're going to be fine. I'm not fully convinced that the Texans know what they're doing. So until, you know, I mean, they hired D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, which it's, is good. The, it's a good hire. That's a good choice. So, well, until they fire him a year later because they don't give anybody time to build a, a right. team. But it's a six-year deal. So if they do that, they're going to screw themselves over. Chev, let's close it off with you. All I'm hearing, boys, is that we are buying – Jameer gives the wide receiver and whatever we get in the rushing game, that is bonus in my yes, opinion. Sir. Like mm-hmm. I'm buying him as a wide receiver. To me, he honestly looks smoother and better as a wide receiver than he does rushing the football. In my opinion, it just looks cleaner to me. And I think he's going to have a lot of good opportunity early on in his career to return some kicks, return some punts as well. And that, that could up, add up to fantasy points depending what leagues you play in, but he has that kind of skill set to do that. So I'm buying the wide receiver of Jameer Gibbs more than the running back at this point, and that to me is going to be really good in PPR leagues, which mm-hmm. you should be playing in. And Jameer Gibbs, man, like he has all the assets. He has everything he needs. And if he goes to a bad team, it could be better. They're throwing the ball more. And oh, yeah. That's where he excels. So wouldn't be the worst case if he went to a sucky team, in my opinion. Patriots, Sean, put your little Nick Chubb away. Nate's like, I don't <laughs> care where he goes. And then I just list all these horrible destinations. That he can go. What about Chicago Bears? We get Justin Fields and Jameer Gibbs together. I, I don't hate that, but That's I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a Bears fan, so I have low expectations for my team at the moment. So, you know, I don't want him to go there. Listen, there's a possibility if that happens, the Lions and the Bears are the, they could be the top two teams in that division. And I would wow. love to see that. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. I think the Lions should have been in the playoffs this year. Should have I wish they, wish they would have been. I know. I know. Mm. I know. That's gonna wrap it up. So we all love Jameer Gibbs. You should too. Um, by the way, I just Chev, you're talking about PPR scoring. Somebody asked me a standard scoring question the other day, and I'm like, I don't know how to answer you. Let me go on CBS.com and see if I can figure it out for you real quick. Let me go to NFL real quick and see what we can do. Yeah. We don't league shame around here. Come on. Well, I'll just sorry. get my time machine sitting right next to my VCR where we watch Dallas Cowboys highlights. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today. I guess I should do some music. Where Michael Bauer with his flu game. That's Ooh. right. Luke, my vid game running strong. So, hey, listen, before we head out, I don't have COVID. It's not real anyway. It says the guy I work with. So don't forget about all our amazing sponsors, Dr. Squatch, Underdog, and SeatGeek. Everything you need to know is linked down below. I want to remind everybody to visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You get all this and much more. You get unrequited access to us. $10 a month gets you into the gold tier. You could do it for a year, 10% off. So until next time, everybody, for Pork, Chef, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Peace.